0: Okay, so you are in the Red Mill Cabaret, having gleaned all this information about, about Grossman and about Stanskowski having thrown herself in the landfair fair, shall say, and being carted off to the Daldorf Asylum, when Anita Berber and her latest beau, no name needed, <laughs> I mean she doesn't really keep them around long enough to uh, to warrant giving them, you know, letting everyone know who their names are, and... After disrobing and standing there proudly and scandalously in just her pearl necklace and her high heels and monocle, she deposited her chimpanzee, her baby chimp, in Safina's lap and said, here, hold my ape. So, Safina, you have a rather nervous and and, um, twitchy baby chimpanzee sitting on your lap.
1: I'm going to cuddle it and coo at it and uh, say nice things. Is there a handle animal or something that I need to do?
0: No, no, this is fairly tame. Occult? What happens next is her companion, the man, heads up to the orchestra, leans in and and speaks with a cellist, as Berber continues to move amongst the tables, occasionally stopping to smile or coo at a gobsmacked patron. And then the cellist strikes up some Tchaikovsky, strikes up Nocturne in D, which she is well known for uh, performing to and Berber continuing with her naked pavan her naked parade around the club starts reciting a poem I came into a garden the garden was full of orchids so full and rich it bloomed alive quivering I could not get through its sweet entanglements I loved them madly they offer me like women and boys I kissed and tasted each one until the end all dyed red on my lips on my hands on my sexlessness that enfolds all sexes i am pale as the moon's silver and she finishes to scattered applause about half the room seems enraptured the other merely confused and then laughingly she returns to you safina and says thanks dollface." <laughs> <laughs> And then she just holds her arm out, and the chimp just runs up her arm and clings, Aww. clings to her neck. And then she spends the rest of the evening holding court in a large corner booth, naked as the day she was born, and snorting cocaine from a special ring oh my designed God. to hold bumps of the truck, <laughs> having a grand old time with with her new lover. Yeah, and people are kind of occasionally go over and um, maybe sit down for a while, have a glass of champagne with her and maybe indulge in a bit of, uh, bit of cocaine with her. And uh, yeah, it's quite the scene.
2: Safina, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm one of those that's rather speechless.
0: Just for context, nudity in Berlin in the 20s wasn't probably as scandalous as it would be now. It was a very licentious place. Sexuality yes. was very much on display. Yeah, it was a place where people expressed themselves.
2: And with chimps and cocaine.
0: Yeah, chimps, (laughs) that great combination.
2: Is the chimp indulging (laughs) it?
0: No, no, the chimp, no, that would be very cruel. The the chimp maybe has the occasional slurp of champagne.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I suggest that Eckhart become a part of this party because he's the most
3: charming of us. And if you believe it is necessary, I can be be relied upon to uh, perform this duty. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, know it's a, I know it's a real, uh, that this is a, a sacrifice that, that you're willing to make for us all. I give a few marks to, to uh, Safina and say, please charcoal her and her chimp.
1: Oh, a customer. <laughs> all right. I will, I will charcoal her.
0: So um, are you going to brave the court of Anita Bear Bear? Yeah,
2: of course. We want to find out about the girl. Yeah. Shavnazka, yeah, OK. But the other thing that we want to hear about, if she's willing to talk about it at all, would be the psycho killer, like his, her, her Grossman, her memories of of sausage maker Grossman.
0: So you make your way through the crowded bar towards the corner booth where Anita is holding court and she looks up at you and she says, yes?
3: miss berber darling we have not met my name is eckhart schild and i am a novelist and a great fan of and uh admirer of yours i simply hoped to make your acquaintance and uh speak with you for a moment if you're not indisposed she leans over and puts her
0: hand on top of yours her ruby red nails are very vivid and she says darling i prefer handsome men (laughs) And she says, looking over at Katorian, she
3: says, I "Like your friend." Indeed.
2: Well. Oh God. I did not mean to do that.
3: I take no offense, of course, and uh, I would be happy to introduce you. I still wonder if you if you might give me your attention for a small time. And she looks you up and down, very sort of sizing you up, and
0: uh, at, your, at your rather large bulk. And she says,
3: "So, what are you? A, a builder?" A lumberjack. <laughs> as I say, Madame, I am a, uh, I am a novelist. Perhaps you've heard of the one novel that has actually been kind of successful, but like as probably you know, but perhaps not. Uh, I have uh, met with some small success, but uh, the critics are mostly unkind.
0: Well, I suppose you can sit down for a minute. Chimp, make some room. <laughs> she sh- shows the chimp and <laughs> it, it jumps up onto the table and just sits there in the middle of the table looking at you with these doleful eyes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you are sitting down next to the uh, live and naked form of Anita Berber. And she says, So, what do you want to discuss, my, my
3: new friend? I'm looking for information about a girl. A regular in this place. And I'm hoping if you... While you might not uh, have have noticed her or, or seen her, you might know those here who would be best to speak to. Any assistance you could provide, I would be greatly appreciative of. Uh, as would uh, my friend, the one you noticed over there. I, I, I will introduce you in a moment. <laughs> Man of resources. Oh. I think he, he would be interested to know you as well. I'm sure, darling, everyone is.
0: <laughs> Indeed. And then she holds out her ring to you and says... Care for a bump? I
3: mind if I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you you take a nice hefty snort of cocaine, and um, I'll tell you what the what the mechanical benefits of taking cocaine are. There are mechanical there's, benefits of cocaine. There are. There's an entire section on drugs <laughs> in this source book. Because, you know, it's Berlin in the 1920s. You get a bonus dice to fast talk, listen and spot hidden during yeah. this period. All and right. to constitution rolls to avoid exhaustion.
3: And then there's a come down, I assume.
0: You get one penalty dice to all skills requiring mental concentration. And um, if you take too much, there is a chance that you will get addicted. i just do a little bump to be sociable. If you take an, any more within within an hour, you, you actually have to take a sanity roll, which seems a bit brutal, but, um, but there you go. And again, after your first dose, you have to make a luck roll, or you actually take some hit points of damage and then possibly become addicted. It's really quite rough.
3: Wait, so I have to make a roll now?
0: No, no, because the, f- the first one's free, as they always say. Ah, right, I see. <laughs> If you decide to continue, then that's that's when things might start becoming, uh, you know, a problem for you. So, uh, which is crazy. Like the idea of taking two two hits of cocaine and you become addicted is pretty insane. But anyway, that's uh, that's that's how they decided to do it. I guess I guess if they tried to do it realistically, it would be you know, um, you'd have to spend like um, a month like going to clubs every night. And...
3: Right. Yeah. It would just be like, oh, every character should just be on drugs all the time. It makes you awesome. Like. Rolling around, all smacked out, all the time.
0: <clears throat> so yes. Okay. so You take your little. I take my bump. You're feeling very sharp. You feel like you could talk. Well, if she had pants, you could talk the pants <laughs> off her. But uh, but as it is, you could probably try. You know, if you want to try and um, wheedle some information
3: out of her now. Yeah. So uh, this this girl, uh, her name Shaznovska, and I have a picture, right? Yeah, yeah. I produce a yeah. picture and show it to she, her.
0: She looks at it and she goes. Oh, yes, I, I remember her. She she was such a, a sweetie. Shame, uh, shame she went cuckoo.
3: Yeah, that's what we, we heard as well. We found out where she ended up, right?
0: Yeah, you know she's at the Daldorf Asylum.
3: Did you see uh, her here with anybody in particular?
0: Ah, oh, come on, a girl like that. She's going to be here with many different people. No one in particular. Every week a different face.
3: Do you recognize uh, this man? <gasps>
0: oh, ho, ho, ho. of course. That
3: is the devil Grossman. <laughs> oh, what scandal. What what horror. Indeed. I have heard that she was seen here with him.
0: Yes, yes. but And then she shouts over to, to Armenian, Move your ass. Get over here. Your boyfriend is not, not as pretty as I like. I look over and like, well? Oh, dear. Yes, you're being loudly commanders
2: i'm being loudly hailed okay i i come over and say i am simply a uh, an owner of a of a small cafe but one day i hope to own a nightclub prestigious enough to to hire you as my star
0: well i will look forward to the day but your friend here is, seems to be very interested in these murders <laughs>
2: Well, he. This is his literary mind, you know, the creamy romana and and, and <laughs> all the uh, you know, you know, it's you know how those how that goes. So
3: guilty, guilty. But what kind of
0: a mind could indulge in such lustful murders? It's quite exciting, isn't it? Thinking about the depths of depravity to which a human can can, can reach. Is it
2: not? Indeed, the human can reach incredible depths of depravity.
3: You were going to tell me something about Grossman? Well, I mean, it's extraordinary, isn't
0: it? To think that we may have tasted the flesh of his murders on our very lips. This is just creeping me
3: out. I don't know if we're getting any information here.
2: I may never eat sausage again. Ah, but isn't that the whole essence of life, death, murder,
0: passion? Me and Droster here, she says, finally indicating the man sitting next to Mm her. We're working on a new suite called Dances of vice, horror, and ecstasy. This is this is all about death, and sex, and blood, and murder. This is, these are the subjects of our times, are they not?
3: Life and death, indeed. <laughs> indeed, so, this is why I uh, research these topics. There are many with, with interest in such things, and uh, it is useful to my work.
0: I find that the most normal, commonplace people cannot get enough of this stuff. They love indulging in, in thoughts of, of such horror and depravity, because they do not have the boldness to do anything
3: depraved themselves. Do you not think, Mr. Schilt? Perhaps, perhaps. Though there are those uh, certainly brave enough, like this Grossman.
0: Maybe he is enacting his true will. And
3: perhaps more.
0: Well, he's dead now. We can revel in his death as much as any. This is why I put myself on display like this. There are no barriers to my humanity.
3: Like, I commend your, your courage. Uh,
0: this is not brave. No? No. Once you've decided to do something like this, it doesn't feel like it is bravery anymore. Anyway, I'm bored of you now, so can you move
3: on?
4: <laughs>
3: yes, of course. Excuse us. I say to Eckhart, I
2: think we have the information that we're we're looking for. I mean, she was here, and we we know where we need to look next, which is this asylum.
0: So as you get up to leave, Anita stands up and she puts a hand on yours, Katorian, and says, do look me up when you have put your stage together. I will be more than glad. You can count on it. You've got everything you needed to get out of the Red Mill Cabaret and possibly a little bit more. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so you've just come out of the Red Mill back onto the main street going going up to this station on one side and the canal on the other. Now, you remember, you did pass Grossman's apartment on the way to Andreasplatz. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a mere few steps away.
1: That, should, that would be a good step. Maybe we should go there, yeah. Yeah, I think
2: so. If for no other reason that that might jog the curious imaginations of, of Safina.
0: Okay, so you head to Langerstrasse. Number 88 and 89 Langerstrasse. Just two blocks west of the Silesian station, the sound of trains coming and going is almost constant, um, even at this late hour. And as you approach, you, you see that the typical old and cheaply built apartments of the Meitzkaserne fashion, whatever that means. And as you enter, you walk through an echoing entryway and the, the air smells of stale dishwater. There's a bank of post boxes showing a variety of names for each apartment. And as you know, being residents in Berlin, the odd thing about Berlin back then was apartments didn't have numbers on them. They just had names. So there'd be the building number, but there wouldn't be apartment numbers. It would just be uh,
2: the person who lived there. So we don't necessarily know like on what floor his apartment is.
0: No, in the newspaper report, it just gave Langerstrasse 88 to 89. But the bank of post boxes, as you know, have all the names on them.
1: Mm.
2: So we look to see see the one that says Grossman.
1: Good sleuthing.
0: So you look and after maybe a few minutes scanning up and down, his name's just not on there. Now there are a couple of blank post
2: box labels. Well
1: Let's just try to open them. The
2: post boxes. Mm-hmm. Don't you need a key usually?
1: Or just look picking. Does anybody have that?
2: I don't have that. Madam, I usually hire that <laughs> that particular ability when I know I'm going to need it.
1: Hmm. The unmarked ones all look exactly the same.
0: Yeah. I mean they're they're all you know, it's like these um you know, it's like a big bank of post, right. post boxes. Each one is like a slot with a little name next to the slot.
1: But usually with those, it's like there's one big key that opens all of them, right? That the, the postman uses?
0: Uh, there would be, yes.
1: So that's the one we need to pick? If you
0: want to pick that. But I don't think any of you have got the skill, so you'd have to be extremely lucky.
1: I'm going to smack it open. Okay. Oh, wait, I don't have any kind of weapon at all. Perhaps
2: if you train your mind on these boxes, maybe you'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll be able to figure out which, which one of them belonged to the late Herr Grossman.
1: Okay, all right, I'll try that. I guess I, I I will pass my hands over, the unmarked ones and try to sense. Give me sight beyond sight.
0: I think it takes a little while for your clairvoyance. To work it's not like bang it's instant. okay you have to kind sure. of focus and and probably it takes a couple of minutes at least to do that
1: uh so yeah make sure nobody interrupts me
0: okay well that's a hard success and yes it's actually one of the lowest ones sort of bottom right of the grid of post boxes you just feel this kind of nasty creeping evil sensation about it and you're pretty sure that, that means it's it's Grossman's. Have
2: we sussed out which apartment that is or not? Or if-
0: Let's make a group luck roll. So who's got the lowest okay. luck? I think Safina mm. <laughs> has the lowest luck. You can make a luck That's roll. That's odd. <laughs> wow. Ah-ha! Yes. So lucky. And I think because you were doing that, that clairvoyance, you mm-hmm. would deduce that The ones that are lower down refer to the higher floors, that obviously the top left would probably be the first apartment that you come to. But while your hands are kind of playing over it, you hear footsteps coming down to the lobby, and you see what can only be described as a rotund, sweaty man with a comb over. And he walks down the stairs, a sweaty, rotund man with a bad comb over, and he says, Yes, can I help you? What What are you doing here? It's very late. Are you come to visit someone?
1: Yes.
0: Why are you standing by the post boxes?
1: I'm trying to remember where my auntie lives.
2: <laughs> Your auntie?
1: My auntie.
2: Oh. Your German auntie.
1: Bill, I'm here to bring her, uh, just to check on her.
0: Do you mean Miss, Mrs. Itzik?
1: Yeah, that's that's the one.
0: <laughs> they live on the top floor.
1: Ah yes, that's 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 right. It
0: is very late to be visiting.
1: Ah well, you know, old folks they they keep weird hours.
0: Oh, <laughs> ah, not so old. But your friends here, what are they?
1: They're they're my companions. They uh they they're they're strong. So if she falls or something, they they help me lift her up.
2: You know, young women in in Berlin these days, they're it's not safe for them to to go about town alone. They might get molested or be mistake being mistaken as the as the wrong sort.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We we get them coming in here from time to time.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: this is what that problem with living in in this neighborhood.
2: Exactly, exactly. So,
0: um... and he kind of walks over. and He says, "You you are looking at
2: at this one I saw." Yes, he points it to the post. Were we? I don't know. We were looking. We were looking at all of them.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Oh, you know. That was Grossman's. <clears throat> yes, he lived on the top floor. <laughs> oh, he did. How long did he live here?
0: A oh, few years. Yes. Who could have known it, eh? Such a nasty
2: man. Eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who could have known it? Um... This
0: rather slimy man leans in. He says,
2: "Sometimes I would uh, look through the hole." <laughs> oh really i slip him a small bribe and i say can you tell me more about that
0: well (laughs) i don't know who did it but someone drilled a little hole in the in the uh door in grossman's door i never saw anything bad but you know (laughs) i occasionally would go and have a look if i heard some noises
2: no really did he bring girls in into this apartment Oh yeah,
0: all the time He used to bring them here, like to take them to the Red
2: Mill Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting Do you remember, perchance, a girl with strawberry blonde hair? Ah oh, no, I,
0: like I said, I didn't see anything much
2: I nod Anyway,
0: I need to go now So, just, uh, if you see Frau Itzig, say hello to her for me
2: Absolutely
0: I didn't know she had a niece. Funny. Yeah. And then he, he waddles out.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank God.
2: <laughs> well, the next thing was to see if he was bribeable to give us an apartment tour. But, <laughs> okay, so, uh, so want to go upstairs?
0: Okay, so you go to the uh, top floor apartment. Or rather, you go to the top floor. You do see on one side, there's a door with the name Itzig next to the bell. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously your your aunt. On the other side, there is a door with with no label.
2: A door with no label. Mm-hmm.
0: You see that there is a small hole about an eighth of an inch in diameter, drilled through the door just above the latch. Ah.
2: Uh, I take a peek through it.
0: It's dark inside. You do actually see street light and maybe some moonlight coming in from a very large window
2: opposite. Can I spot anything interesting or unusual or moving or...? Um,
0: no, everything is is completely still. Okay. Is it empty? Hard to tell in this light.
4: Okay, okay.
0: And as you're peeking through, you hear the door behind you kind of click open, and a woman emerges, a rather amply Frau Itzig. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: She's
0: she's holding a cigarette in her hands and she's eyeing you and she says, what do you want with Grossman's apartment? Who are you?
3: I am going to walk up to her and I say, uh, Madame, it would be best if you were to return to your apartment now. This is an official matter. And uh, my associates and I will be just a moment and we will not disturb you and we will be on our way. But trust me, it would be best for you to go into your apartment now.
0: <laughs> I take great offense at that, sir.
3: I i am the, the... This is an official matter, madam. Official? What are you? Police? I don't need to answer that. You should go into your apartment now. This sounds like an intimidate. This is definitely an int- intimidate. On which I get a bonus die because I am scary. Yes, you are. You're
0: scaring me already. <laughs> okay, make a, make a hit the purple on, the, on your intimidate. Ooh, yes, you get a hard success. Uh, she goes, oh, look, I don't want any trouble, but I am the... There will be no
3: trouble, madam. I am the appointed manager of this building. I was given that, that those duties. And you have acquitted your duties uh, admirably, madam. Now uh, my associates and I will take over from here. You may return to your bed and uh, all will be well.
2: Does she have the key, I I say?
3: Do you have the key to this apartment? That would make things a bit quieter. We don't keep it locked. Who would want to go and live in that place? Very good. Thank you for your understanding, madam. And she closes the door. The door to the apartment's unlocked. We go inside.
0: You're pretty sure because you don't hear her footsteps, that she's standing by the peephole just looking at you (laughs) through the door. (laughs) Are you turning the light on, or are you just using the moonlight to navigate?
1: If we can see by moonlight, it should be safer.
0: Yeah, I think you can. Obviously, if you're trying to discern anything detailed, it'll be very very hard, but... It's a single-room apartment. There's a stove, counter, and kitchen to the left. I suppose what's really striking about it um, and what's lighting it up more than it would normally is that it has this huge skylight window open to the sky above. Oh. It's, it's letting all the moonlight in in this kind of strong beam coming down into the room, casting these very stark shadows.
2: I'm interested to know like what can be seen out of the window if there's a view of anything in particular that, that might strike me as unusual or relevant.
0: Nothing particular. It just looks out to the rooftops down Langerstrasse.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Actually, looking at it, the one thing you do notice whilst looking around, you do get a half-view of Andreas Platz. The buildings are largely blocking it, but you mm-hmm. can see a triangular section.
2: But it's not likely that he would have been able to, like, spot people at Andreas Platz from his apartment or anything
0: It's a good 500 meters away yeah you know to see people's faces at that distance would be pretty yeah
2: boring. let's look through his cupboard see if there's anything that was discarded that police might not have seen before
0: if you want to have any chance of successfully finding things
2: that might not be immediately obvious you have to turn on the light the lights okay so we turn on the lights and we make and, and we just do a quick once over to see what's there
0: yeah so you look in the cupboards underneath the counter there's nothing there's no cupboards above it it really is an incredibly basic apartment you know the wood burning stove i'm gonna look inside the stove you just find some very old ashes in the stove but as you're kind of looking around the base of it you do see some very faint and very small blood splatters
3: blood there's blood here safina do you think you can make anything of this she's in a trance
0: Maybe she's standing, looking, looking through the window, thinking about uh, Grossman and his horrors. But there's no other furniture here. There's no beds. There's no. Uh, there's no chairs. Nothing. It's it's pretty much emptied.
2: Hmm. He might have killed somebody here. But I don't know. I don't know what that means. What that means
3: for us. And I mean, this might be Shavnoska's blood, but it might not. Who knows? And who cares?
2: Yeah, well, we'll find out. Um, maybe. I think we ought not to linger here too long.
3: I agree.
0: You definitely will get a sense that some pretty bad stuff happened in this place. It seems like, well, certainly the two people that you encountered so far in the building, they were entirely unaware of goings-on.
2: That might bear more scrutiny once we have a better handle on what exactly is going on i just don't know what to ask them right now i had mentioned to the round man if he had seen a strawberry blonde woman he didn't seem to know anything but at the same time he could have been shaking us off
0: now you're thinking about it you can make a psychology role
2: okay oh yes
0: yeah you're pretty sure he was hiding something that rotund sweaty man with the comb over
2: Okay, so the comb over man. So, Eckhart, should we strong arm this guy?
3: What do you think he would know?
2: He's been staring into that hole. He was very interested in Grossman's comings and goings. All right, yeah. He didn't want us to know what he
3: knows. All right, let's go find him. We can show him the picture, Gage's reaction. Probably out of shame, I would assume, but yes. Right, tell him we found the blood. We know what went on in that apartment
0: so i mean he actually went out but you could probably wait for him
3: yeah all right
0: so maybe you position yourselves in the in the hallway downstairs and about 20 minutes later the guy comes back he's got something in a parcel under his arms and he goes oh oh you're still here are you you thinking of renting grossman's
3: apartment why are you here listen friend we need to speak with you and we need you to speak plainly this is an official matter and it would behoove you to cooperate. We need to know what you saw in that apartment. We found the blood upstairs. We know what went on. We need to know two things. We need to know what you saw in detail and truthfully. And we need to know what you know about this girl. And I uh, show him the picture?
2: She would have strawberry blonde hair. It's very rare.
0: He starts sweating a bit more and he's mopping his brow brows. He says, hey, hey, Hey guys, I I don't I don't know anything. I, I, why you
3: think I you think? We know you were watching. We know you saw something. I, I. We need to know exactly what you saw in detail. I I didn't see any of this bad stuff. I you, but, you, We saw the blood in there. We know what happened in that apartment.
0: He, he goes, oh, oh look look. He used to bring them up here. All these prostitutes. I, I you know I. Th- I thought, why not get a look for free, you know, it's... Uh, I'm not a wealthy man, but uh, I get, you
3: know, I had a little look. He would bring prostitutes here in order to have sex with them. Yeah. And he would watch. Did he ever bring this one here? No, no, this one. You're sure? I'm sure, I'm sure. Strawberry blonde hair. I never seen this girl. Never seen this girl. Do you work every night? Is it possible she was here when you were uh, away, or...? Maybe, maybe.
0: No, no, I don't. I, no, I'm here every night. I, 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 I work days, but, but, uh, mm. he, he used to bring them here late, like, and then later on, that, uh, you know, he'd be doing his. I don't know. He said he was like uh, doing woodworking. You'd hear this chopping sound, sometimes,
4: mm.
3: late at night. I, I was embedded by this time. What do you think? Do you believe him? I think he has
2: something more to tell that he hasn't told us.
0: Look, look, I don't want any trouble. Look, he's gone now. I guess it doesn't hurt. I asked him one day, Grossman, what are you doing late at night with all this chopping? You're chopping wood? And he looked at me and uh, he gave me this look like I never, oh, I never forget that look. He said, that's right, I'm chopping wood. I didn't ask him again after that. You know, we were buddies at one point. We would go for a drink together at the Red Mills. He had a way with girls, I don't know. Ah, glad he's gone.
2: Okay.
0: He says, can I go now?
2: Yes, you may go and tell no one. I won't, I won't.
0: And you see him scurrying upstairs and he kind of looks nervously over his shoulder at you as he as he um, goes back up. Okay. It seems like he he lived on the same floor as well as Grossman. There was another apartment down the hallway. So, yeah, this uh, this, uh, part, this apartment building seems to be full of uh, full of degenerates.
2: <laughs> Indeed. So, at this point, I say we should probably turn in. I mean, I go back to my cafe and have one more nightcap just to keep an eye on my business, and then and then go and then and then I go to bed.
4: <tiroir mucho> Konnicki- mm-hmm. a complexion like
0: peaches and yeah. wow. so, peaceful night some of you are a little bit more sensitive to, to these things than others I mean Eckhart, you're a dreamer, aren't you It's literally you're a dreamer yes and you have a dream. You're entering a crowded nightclub. It's the Red Mill Cabaret. The air is filled with cigarette smoke. The atmosphere is lively. A prostitute approaches you, smiling and cooing. You look around and you spot a pretty Slavic girl in simple garb chasing off the prostitute. You head over to talk to the girl. And the girl is Sazanovsky. And you are gonna have to make a sanity roll for this strange dream. You do lose one point. That's what is enough to make you awake with a start. Safina, you are super sensitive obviously. Yes. And after the the unpleasantness of the of the previous day and some of the h- horrific thoughts that might have passed through your head thinking about uh, about what Groosten got up to and what might have happened to poor Sosnowski, you have a dream. Do I
1: have to roll a sand?
0: You will in a minute. Uh, this is a first person view. You dream that you are having an intimate encounter with a prostitute. Oh. In Grossman's apartment.
1: Oh god, is am I Grossman? Oh no, I don't want this. No, no, no. Wake up. Wake up.
0: The image quickly dissolves to you lying naked in bed while the woman stands in the big dormer window, also naked, smoking a cigarette. Your body is not your own, however. It is a middle-aged man's, underweight, flabby, and covered in vivid blue veins.
2: Vivid blue veins.
1: How's my peen? (laughs) Tiny. (laughs) Oh, no. Now I understand why he goes on murderous family.
0: Right, you're going to have to make a sanity roll. (laughs) Ah. Wow, you guys are too sane. And you do lose one point point of sanity, though. The image itself wasn't what was giving you the fright, but the realisation you'd been in that apartment where these things that happen it it hits you and you take a point of sanity okay well you wake up with a start in your little doorway entrance on a not very well traveled street having dreamt that you were
4: grossman (laughs) let's
0: cut to a little bit later when you've maybe gathered at the armenians cafe to start your start your investigations
2: what kind of day is it today like weather-wise, what does it look Hot,
0: like? <laughs> sunny. Hot? Yeah, yeah, it's July.
2: Or let's go to the garden. The, 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 yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, I actually, I've been to one of those once. Someone I knew had their birthday there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, they're like little shacks and garden around it. Exactly,
0: yeah. that's exactly yeah. what they are like in the middle of the city. Yes, they, well, I mean, this one is a yeah. little bit further out. There, there were hundreds of acres of these gardens surrounding Berlin on its on its fringes. They were also called Schreber Gardens.
3: Yeah, I'll pick one up and check them out.
0: <laughs> so, get into the uh, Armenian's car. Yes, and you head out to Landsberger, shall say, with the directions that you got from from the platinum blonde Lulu. It's actually in Hellersdorf on the eastern edge of the city. And you park up on a pleasant tree-lined avenue that takes you in to the colony. And the allotments here in this colony, they ring a large ornamental pond. There's an an old man somewhere near the front, and he's on his hands and knees, and he's got a a, a little trowel in his hands, and he's carefully turning over some soil. And when he sees you arrive, he says, Guten Tag.
2: Guten tag, mein Herr.
0: Beautiful day.
2: It is indeed. It is indeed. You no, know, so I ask him if he's been if he's been uh, gardening here long.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, many years. This is this is my passion. This is my this is everything I live for is 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 getting digging up the soil, planting seeds, seeing them grow it gives me joy.
4: It's
2: beautiful, especially now in the summer. Yeah. Um, so you're here a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. Every every weekend and some weekdays as well.
2: So you might actually be familiar with the depraved criminal who once had a shack here.
0: Oh, you mean you mean Grossman? Ugh. Oh. Yes. What a monster. Yes, yes. That, that tumbled down piece of crap over there.
2: He didn't take care of his shack, did he? No, no.
0: And, and you see he's pointing to a very tumble-down shed and has clearly not been looked after well. It's a small timber structure about 10 feet square with a pitched roof and one window in each wall. And it's, you know, um, a, sh- a short walk over to it. Um, the paint of this shed, once a pleasant blue-green, has faded and chipped, so it's almost just showing the natural wood, now weathered to a dreary grey with rust running down from every nail and screw. And the land around it, unlike all the other allotments, is overgrown and choked with weeds. There's a gravel drive leading up to the cabin from the street, and it's very obvious that it's been used frequently by heavy vehicles over the years. And you can see that the shed door is unlocked and is slightly ajar.
1: Mm. Hmm. Time to go visit Auntie again. Let's
0: go take a look. So you open up and have a look inside, and it's very musty. The cobwebs are hanging from the beams and they get in your face as you as you enter. You have to brush them away. The floor is covered in dead leaves and the bones of small animals, weirdly. Maybe they just got stuck in here and died. But the strangest thing about it is there are rows of smoke-stained garden gnomes staring down impass- impassively <laughs> from from the rafters and cross beams. Creepy
2: dolls, yes! Creepy dolls even in the garden. He seems to have
0: acquired a, a quite large collection of garden gnomes. And they are all smoke-stained, which is interesting.
2: Smoke-stained... I'm trying to think why, why that would be.
0: There's a small wood-burning stove okay. in the corner.
2: Didn't that prostitute, that control girl, say something about he made sausage out here? Oh, yeah. So he was making his smoked sausage. Oh, dear. In fact,
0: yes, the lingering smell, that's what it is. It's smoked sausage.
2: Smoked sausage, yes.
0: And you realize that there are dozens of small hooks screwed into the rafters and beams. The walls are lined with empty storage shells.
2: Hmm. empty storage shells hooks he was making smoked sausage here i can smell it i don't need any special talent to tell that was there anything interesting about the garden plot itself like other than like being in disarray or whatever like like not being tended
3: No, really?
0: no
2: not particularly not particularly does it look like you're burying bones in there or something like
0: that judging by the height of the growth of the weeds it's been growing like that for years oh, it doesn't okay. doesn't look like he paid any attention to it and none of it looks disturbed
2: All of his neighbours must have hated him Germans love their gardens they manicure that stuff
0: I suppose it is curious what he was doing with all those garden gnomes as well You can actually all make a spot hidden
1: Okay Spot hidden
0: Eckhart and Katorian You did notice on the way in that, that there were a couple of allotments that had garden gnomes in them but not many. And you do know that it's quite a popular thing to have.
2: Right. It's not at all unusual that he would have them. It's just, yeah, that he had all these. He didn't plant them out in the garden. They were just in the shed. Mm. I wonder if we were to pick them up, like if maybe there's something hidden inside, like they're hollowed out or something.
0: You look at a few of them, they're made to be hollow. They're just um, Mm -hmm. cast in clay and the bases are hollow and they just get planted down and after a little bit of looking you find one that seems to have something stuffed inside it
1: mm. Mm. let's take a look
0: right you you. so uh Eckhart, you're the one that found it you pull it out and um and yeah you pull out this creepy doll with black button eyes shining strangely in the half light of the interior.
1: Ah, I don't like that. I love horror
2: games, especially in October.
1: God. Okay.
3: I inspect it briefly and then hand it over to, uh... <laughs> this is Safina. Safina, yes.
1: <laughs> I don't touch it. No.
3: It seems like your, uh, line of country.
1: I refuse to pick it up. You can hold on to that.
0: It's a typical ragdoll. It's not in great condition, but uh, yeah, just an odd thing to find stuffed inside a gnome.
2: <laughs> yeah, indeed. Is there anything written on it? Can we look? Can we look at it, see if there's like a, a name written on it or something?
0: No, there's no there's no pen marks or any ink on it. it you know, it, it was probably just a child's doll that he somehow acquired, and I don't know. You know, stuffed inside a.
2: I- Pity the poor child from whom he took this.
0: As you're wondering about that, do you hear a voice outside? And it's a woman's voice. And she says,
2: hello. Hello. Mm -hmm.
0: Are you in the right place? Perhaps not. You weren't
2: friends of that
0: awful man,
2: were you? Not at all. Oh, he was a horrible, horrible man. I can see he kept his... Shed in horrific condition. It's such an eyesore for you to have to look at it. Are you one of his neighbors?
0: Yes, my name is is Frau Pagenkopf. Pleased to meet you.
2: Guten Tag, Frau, K- Frau Pagenkopf.
0: Yes, I'm more than a neighbor. I, I live here in the colony year round. I, I love the peace and quiet, but Mr. Grossman, he was a terrible neighbor.
2: I can imagine. We are looking for the whereabouts. Of a woman who disappeared, and we were wondering if he had something to do with her disappearance she was a young woman with uh, reddish blonde hair
4: mm.
0: well, it was, it was, well, I wouldn't be surprised. He used to come out here often for the weekend to get up to all sorts of terrible shenanigans. sometimes he would come with without four women
2: Four women out here
0: yes. But whenever they were here, it wouldn't be long before the sounds of violence could be heard.
2: Were you too afraid to call the Polizei? I
0: didn't want to get involved, but I I would often give these poor women shelter afterwards. I mean, they said it's just business.
2: Really? You know, some men like this sort of thing. Hmm. So some women who were brought here survived. I'm surprised.
3: Didn't we talk to one? Oh, yes, 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 yes. You're right. Do you know anything about this? Does this look familiar at all?
0: Oh, no, no, no. I have not seen that before, but I'm not surprised he had something like this.
3: What do you mean? This looks like a child's toy to me.
0: He always used to take an interest in the neighbor's children. Oh, she shudders. He used to hand them sweets, chocolates... Preserved meat, even sometimes clothing. Maybe he was going to give this to a child as well. But uh, we told the, the teacher, do not take anything from this man. We warned them to stay away from him. Mm-hmm. After that, he kept away from them, but he was up to no
3: good, that man. Yes, to be sure. Oh, and one other thing. It was
0: very annoying. He put in this gravel path. We were very uh, upset. We said, why uh, why you need a gravel path? After that, th- the trucks would come, delivery
2: lorries Oh.
0: from all the local food distributors. They would come out to the shed and I, I would see him often loading up crates and crates of wurst and canned meat. Oof. I mean, when he wasn't using it for his dirty business, he was clearly some sort of, how you say, like a distribution center for his black market meat. I asked him one time and said he was part of his work as a butcher. And that he was selling pork and beef. But he wouldn't say where he got it from. You know how hard it is to get meat these
2: days.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can all make an intelligence roll at this point.
1: We really need to. Fine. Fine.
2: Oh, wow. How did I fumble? I have a 90 intelligence.
0: That's exactly what you wanted. That's exactly what you wanted. Because...
1: Uh I no idea.
0: Somehow somehow the armenian does not i mean maybe you're
2: just too pure of heart i'm totally oblivious to figuring out the sausage production going on here yeah
0: yeah unfortunately the, the other two you definitely know how the sausage is made and not only that but now that you've heard about the whole distribution process you realize that this must have been in all the shops and delis throughout berlin for the last
2: we've all been eating it's a
0: strong possibility
4: <laughs> <laughs> that you
0: have eaten some of Grossman's meats. And uh, yeah, you're going to have to make a sanity roll, the two of you, Eckhart and Sophia. Uh, okay. Okay, well, yeah. you. I'm okay. You know, it's post-war <laughs> Berlin. Times is hard. So you both remarkably do not lose any sanity.
2: Donner sausages.
0: Yeah, you've definitely um, got a slightly deeper insight into... Grossman's perversity and behaviors and, and how it could be affecting the whole of the city even. Yeah. Well Asylum
2: <laughs> Asylum I think we've seen everything here. Nothing 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 too disturbing. Just a doll.
0: The State Insane and Idiot Asylum, <laughs> as it was literally oh. called, Insane and Idiot Asylum of Daldorf. It's actually quite a long way away. It's in the northwest edge of the city, so you're on the northeast, so you have, to, you have to drive all the way across the city to the western side. And it's located in, in Reinickendorf, in the middle of a massive park-like forest that lends the institution a distinctly rural feel despite being situated in the middle of an urban landscape. I mean, obviously you could get there by train, but you have your car. The asylum is open when you get there. You drive up the gravel drive to the main entrance of the asylum, and inside there's a reception with a member of staff who's sitting at the front desk. And he looks up and he says, hello, how can I help you?
2: We are interested to see if we could visit a woman by the name of Saznovsky.
0: Saznovsky. Saznovsky. Um Okay, please sit down. Okay. And he indicates some uncomfortable looking chairs <laughs> across right. across the reception room. And he stands up and goes to this filing cabinet, opens it up. Saznovsky, we Saznovsky. No No saznovsky here. Sorry.
2: She also went by another name that was... I forgot.
1: <laughs> this is going so well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Shamskov,
0: Shamskov, Franziska Shamskovska and Saznovsky. Those are the two names that you had. He says, no, no Shamskovska either. I'm afraid you must have your information wrong.
4: Oh.
2: There isn't a Russian girl here with strawberry blonde hair. Russian girl, strawberry blonde. Hmm. This is very, very important, and this goes to levels far beyond your beyond your pay grade. <laughs> Sorry. This is a very important, and I and I grab him forcefully by the collar, and I pull him into me, and I say, "You do you understand what I'm saying?"
0: Oh, okay, sir. Look, I I don't know who you're talking about. I, I don't want any trouble, but um, you, you 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 just... um, I, Look, you go and speak to one of the doctors. I don't know anything about this. And he just kind of okay. sits down and he just waves you through. We're just wanting you to get out of his face. Right. And you walk through these double doors. And there's a, a sort of hallway with some officers, like immediately to the left and right. There's a doctor... Klinger.
2: Dr. Klinger. Okay, I, we have to talk to Dr. Klinger. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I walk in.
0: Klinger is there writing in a uh, notebook. And he says, one, one moment, please sit down.
2: Yes, he sits.
0: And he looks out and he goes, Oh, I was expecting someone else. Do you have an appointment?
2: I have a. Uh patient, good uh, information is here that I must see.
0: Right. And what is the name of this patient?
2: Her name is Franziska Shamskova, but she also goes by the name of Saznovsky. She was a Russian girl, strawberry blonde hair.
4: Hmm.
0: Sounds... Sounds a bit familiar, but uh, when was she admitted?
2: It was after 1919.
0: So, either last year or this year, you say. Yes. Hmm. <sighs> Russian, Russian, you say. Maybe. Uh, scratched his head. Now, what is your interest in this woman?
2: I give him the grave look and I say it's a matter of state. It's very important, and and I'm not at liberty to discuss it.
0: Right. Right. Well, yes, I remember something like this, but she's not here now. She, she was discharged. Let me, let me look in my records. Okay. And he um, pulls open a drawer by the side of his desk and he looks up the other two at Eckhart and Safina and and he's and you do what's your interest in this
2: they are my assistants they each have their own abilities (laughs) we we find them very useful state security is is of utmost of utmost importance
1: i mean eventually you did give me a coat right marco so i'm not like in rags yeah
0: he looks at uh, maybe your grime covered face because obviously you're sleeping on the streets you're probably not Most hygienic conditions, he says.
1: That's true, that's
0: true. They obviously aren't paying paying you enough.
1: Hard times, hard times.
0: Pulls out this old ledger book, and he says, okay, I think I found this, he says, tapping his finger. But there was no name, there was no name. Um, Fraulein Unbekannt.
2: Unbekannt, unknown.
0: Miss Unknown, yeah, yeah. Um, Suicide attempt february 20 february 1920 fished out Mm. the landwehr canal does that sound
2: yes right
0: right yes she was brought in Uh, let me let me see patient suffering from amnesia and hysterics upon admittance patient displays extensive wounding and scars on arms hands leg neck feet scalp huh strange Wounds appear fresh and appear to be human bite marks. Human bite marks? These people in this city these days, are oh, it's terrible, terrible. It says here her true name was never ascertained at the time of her admittance, but uh, last year before she was released, she started referring to herself as Anna Tchaikovsky, and it was under that name that she was discharged in May of this year.
2: Anna Tchaikovsky.
0: Anna Tchaikovsky.
2: Yeah, yeah. Discharged in May this year, current whereabouts unknown.
0: No, no. Uh, Remanded into the custody of a certain Baron Arthur von Kleist. He came and organized for her release. Arthur von Kleist. Baron Arthur von Kleist, yes. A rich man. Maybe he took a sympathy for her. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. That's a German name, not a Russian name. Hmm. Curious. Yeah. You
0: can all make... A uh, education role. Education.
1: I have street knowledge. <laughs> I know things. Uh, you'll have to
0: explain how you know this.
1: How do I know this? S-
0: so, Kleist is a Baltic German and he served as chief of police for Russian Poland prior to the revolution.
1: I sort of lived a life <laughs> as like a roaming artist and gypsy, so maybe I hear things. Did a stint in Poland doing sketches there.
0: So, as we close out today's session, you have finally, seemingly... Track down this mysterious woman. Is she Sasnowski? Is she Shamskowska? Is she Anna Tchaikovsky? Who the hell knows? <laughs> <laughs> but what you do know is that a very notable person in Berlin society, Baron Arthur von Kleist,
2: who was the chief of police of Königsberg or whatever. Yes. Oh, wow. Is
0: either will certainly arrange for her release and maybe knows her whereabouts. And with that, we will have to end today's session.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed.
0: Okay. Well. That was fun. All right. That was kind of gross at <laughs> Don't <laughs> eat the sausage. Do not eat
4: any more sausage, guys. <laughs> oh my god. New York Autos <laughs> wie verrückt. Die Polizei machtlos. Und tritt und stößt sich achtlos, alle schauen vergnügt ein Mädel an. Das hat sein Kleid verloren, es wartet auf den Polizmann. und alles ruft. Süßes Baby, Liebling, du siehst reizend aus. Süßes Baby, heute Da bring ich dich nach Haus Das habe ich in New York gesehen Um Mitternacht am Broadway Ich fand das Mädel wunderschön Ganz ohne Kleid am Broadway Ich brach mir durch die Menge Bahn Und wollte die Kleine schützen Da sah sie mich belustigt an Und sprach, das wird nichts nützen Denn ich muss ja ohne Kleid hier stehen Ich mache doch Reklame Für seidene Wäsche, wie sie sehen Da sagte ich Süßes Baby Liebling, du siehst reizend aus, süße...